This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, April 16th, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. What is Chavismo without Hugo Chavez? The contested and possibly fraudulent election in Venezuela has meant protests and the now President Nicolas Maduro struggling to hold on to power in a country that the Chavez regime left devastated. Juan Carlos Hidalgo, the project coordinator for Latin America at the Cato Institute, comments. The opposition uh, claims that there was electoral fraud last Sunday when the Government Control Electoral Council announced that uh, Nicolás Maduro, the heir of Hugo Chávez, won the election by 235,000 votes. There were many irregularities reported after the polls closed on Sunday, uh, security forces taking away uh, ballots from voting stations without being counted, or, or uh, armed goons preventing people from uh, participating in the count of the votes in the electoral uh, centers. Uh, but also, uh, apparently, uh, the, the, the information that the opposition had prior to the announcement was that they were actually leading the votes. As long as they had representatives in the voting stations counting the votes, those representatives could send the Capriles Central Command, the Opposition Central Command, information uh, about what was the state of the vote. And they, the information they had is that they were actually leading uh, the vote. However, by 11 p.m. or so, uh, the Electoral Council announced that uh, Maduro was the one who won the election by 200,000 votes. And this, of course, set the stage for this protest, especially because now the Electoral Council has destroyed the ballots, has rejected all, all calls for a recount, and has designated uh, President Maduro, uh, has designated Nicolás Maduro as the, as the new president. How much of this uh, fighting is in part attributable to the fact that Hugo Chávez himself made some changes to uh, electoral politics within Venezuela during his time as president? Yes, yeah, there's no doubt that the Electoral Council is, is controlled by the government. Uh, the president of the Electoral Council is a well-known sympathizer of, of the rev- so-called revolution. Uh, and during uh, this electoral process and all the prior electoral processes, uh, uh, the Electoral Council turned a blind eye to all the abuses in the use of state resources and, and media, state-owned media, in favor of the government. So definitely, uh, this is not a, that doesn't come as a surprise that the electoral body is favoring Nicolás Maduro. Uh, what is a surprise is the reaction of the opposition in this in this sense. Finally, the opposition is going into the streets and, 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 and demanding a recon and, and claiming that Nicolás Maduro is an illegitimate president. And also what comes as a surprise is the reaction of other Latin American countries. Unfortunately, you will expect at least a handful of, of countries in the region to come out and, and side with the opposition saying that there should be a recon. But unfortunately, all of the Latin American governments have come out uh, endorsing Nicolás Maduro, which I think is is uh, is an embarrassment. What was the U.S. reaction? I was glad to see the reaction of Washington and the State Department regarding this this uh, electoral fraud in Venezuela. Um, in the past, the U.S. has remained silent on many of the abuses uh, of power taking place in, in in Venezuela, or has given lukewarm uh, criticism. Of, of the ways of, of, of governing of, of both Hugo Chavez and now Nicolás Maduro. But this time around, the, the U.S. came out strongly demanding a recount. Now, some people claim that that's counterproductive, that actually by, by having Washington coming out so strongly calling for a recount, 
you will force the Venezuelan government to reject all calls for a recount because they don't want to be perceived as submitting to Washington orders. And I think there is something of that out there. However, I'm pretty confident that Washington would be much more comfortable having a Latin American country, especially Brazil, being uh, being the one leading uh, the calls for a recount. However, that's not taking place. And it is up to Washington to be, along with, uh, with uh, Ottawa, along with Canada, the only two countries in the Americas basically demanding a recount and demanding a fair vote in Venezuela. Now, uh, Hugo Chavez's popularity had been on the wane uh, in his the later years of his uh, tenure as, as president. Is, is that just a natural continuation, the fact that Maduro here seems to be less legitimate uh, than he might otherwise be? We knew that Maduro was a much less charismatic uh, person and, and candidate than, than Hugo Chavez. But the fact that 600,000 people who voted for Chavez in October actually voted for Capriles this time around, despite all the voter intimidation, despite all the voter vote buying, I mean, it's, it's, it's surprising, uh, which shows that uh, Chavismo without Chavez doesn't have much of a future. And actually, I think that right now, the, many, the most threatening challenge for Nicolás Maduro as, as leader of Venezuela and as president of Venezuela doesn't come from the opposition. After all, he counts with the sympathy or, or the support of outside governments. He counts with the support of the armed forces. So he can repress, and he has already been repressing uh, protests from the opposition. I think the main challenge for him comes from his own political movement, where the different factions are realizing that he's not the leader that should lead them in the future, and that maybe other, other, other characters, such as Diosdado Cabello, the president of the National Assembly, who has much more support from the army, should be the one uh, leading Chavismo in the future. Juan Carlos Hidalgo is the project coordinator for Latin America at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.